Today is Wednesday, July 4th, 2018. Happy Independence Day, everybody. America's birthday, baby. Let's go. Let's have great drinks, great times, great barbecues, and having beautiful memories with your loved ones. Have a great day, everybody. On today's show, we break down the status of the National Basketball Association as Boogie Cousins breaks the NBA and heads to the Golden State Warriors. That's great. Fantastic. What a league we live in today. (laughs) The Lakers' new weapons around LeBron James. Will it make a difference? The Seahawks' Legion of Boom is officially deceased, as Russell Wilson probably has to be a god every single game and lead them to a seven-win season. And we check into the hockey locals as free agency really heated up. And uh, the Tavares leaving saga is over. And thank God it is. We can move on to bigger and brighter things. I cannot wait to get through this episode. Let's get it, everybody. Danger Zone, baby. There was only one song to play to open up this one. Danger Zone, baby. I mean, there's only there was only one way to open this episode. Kenny Loggins. I mean, come on. You had to. I, there's no other song you play on Independence Day. Top Gun, Tom Cruise, baby, Goose, Maverick, and the boys. (laughs) There's only one song to open up this episode of the K-Back Show, and I, I love this song, and, you know, everybody does, and it's a great song to play at your barbecue while you're enjoying some beers with the boys, hanging out in your backyard, so that was to everybody out there, and I want to welcome you in on this Wonderful Wednesday. Can't wait. Can't wait to head out to my barbecue. Can't wait to have a couple beers and just chill out and enjoy this wonderful country that we live in. Unfortunately, I have to get to a lot of, you know, sort of sad and angering topics. You know, it's horrible. As a train rolls by in my house at this hour, which is not ideal, but we'll get through it. We're getting through it today. Um, What I want to start off with, and there's a lot of negative stuff I'm going to talk about on the show today, and it's unfortunate because it is Independence Day. Joanna Cespedes is officially a villain of the Mets faithful. I, I don't understand this man. He was once the proud rental he was he was the proud rental that we got from the Detroit Tigers who really 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 was a driving force in getting us to the playoffs. He was the guy that seemingly hit a home run every other night. You know, he led the charge. La Palencia. He was fantastic. I mean, yeah. He was great. And I mean, I just don't know what happened. I don't know if he thinks that this is a joke or not to play for the Mets. Apparently he does. You know, I I don't know where this man is. Can somebody find him? I bet he's at a golf course. I bet he's just chilling, 
with his family on a golf course somewhere. I mean, it's it's disgusting. The Mets are, are in Miami. I don't know where you want Cespedes is. The guy is supposed to be leading the charge again. He's the guy that's supposed to be, you know, hitting around 20 home runs right now. Same with, like, Judge and Stanton. He's nowhere to be found. I don't know when he's coming back. You know, it's funny because back in May, in early May, this injury was supposed to take, like, 10 to 15 days with his hamstring. And... I mean, it's been way past that. <laughs> we're we're around a month, two almost two months from when that injury occurred. We're almost two months. Uh, we haven't seen you on Cespedes out there. Where are you, yo? You're officially becoming, honestly, one of the biggest villains of the Mets. I mean, you have a guy with Dave, you know, David Wright. Who has spinal stenosis, has all these injuries in his neck, and he still wants to play. He's out there taking BP. He's out there doing the things that he's supposed to do to get back on the field. Where is that? Where is that? Where's that commitment, Yoana Suspidas? If you had an ounce, an ounce of David Wright's heart in your body, you would be back on that field right now. And you're not. You know, you're sitting somewhere at some club or something, drinking margaritas for all I know. David Wright's busting his ass out there in the batting cage and he'll eventually get to Port St. Lucie and play a little DH hopefully in some games and maybe maybe he'll start a game towards the end of the year or a couple of games maybe he'll play I don't know it's possible anything's possible and I would love to see that I would love to see David Wright the captain of the New York Mets the face of the franchise still Put on the jersey again, go out, and just play baseball. I don't care if he strikes out four times. He's out there playing baseball. And an inspiration to anybody who's been through a lot of injuries to keep on going. To keep getting through it. To keep moving forward. And just for the everyday man that... Maybe he's down on themselves. It's a really uplifting story if you think about it. The man hasn't played in two years. It would be the greatest thing ever. And you know, for Yohannes Cespedes' sake, I hope he doesn't play the rest of the season. Don't play. Don't waste my time. I don't want to see no neon yellow sleeve in the outfield. I don't want you doing the, the salt and pepper shaker. I don't want to see none of that. You have no heart and no place on this team. I want people who want to play baseball. I don't want to see some golfer. I don't want to see some guy just just out there for the money. 
I don't. I don't really want. I just don't want. I just don't want you winning Cespedes on my team anymore. This is ridiculous. You can't go in front of a camera and speak for yourself, huh? You can't. You can't go on and and I don't know. Be the leader that you're supposed to be. I mean, you're Joanna Cespedes. You're you're committed to to speaking the language now. You, you you're stopping the golf trips. You you're doing everything that you can. But apparently that was all a smokescreen because you're still a selfish, just person. You're just selfish. How do you not want to play? Jay Bruce has a little bit more heart than you. Jay Bruce has been playing with a deformed foot the whole season. He's a chronic condition with his feet and he's still trying to play. Well, he had to put him on DL, but gave it a shot. He played like crap, but he gave it a shot. You know what's really funny? And I'll have to pull this quote up for you because it's really a doozy. It really is. It's hilarious. This guy, Rich Cotinho, Cotinho, from 98.7 ESPN Radio, had the glorious, glorious quote, Cespedes and Bruce will hit more home runs than Stanton and Judge. Wow. That's uh that's amazing. That's that is the biggest boldest statement I've ever seen. That you <laughs> Yoannis Cespedes and Jay Bruce are going to hit more home runs than Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. How does this man have a job? You can just go off the fact that Aaron Judge and Stanton will hit more home runs off the ballpark that they play in. You know what I mean? Like, just look at the ballpark. What type of ballpark do these guys play in? They they hit with three fourteen down the line. I'm watching the game today. Stan hits his twentieth home run of the season, and it's three hundred sixteen feet down the line. Barely hit it over, but it's still a home run. And you have the audacity to come and say, oh, man, um, yeah, I think Bruce and Cespedes will be better. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Stan has 20 home runs. Aaron Judge is 23. So it's a grand total of 43 home runs, boys. Let's go check where the, the New York Metropolitans and see how many home runs Jay Bruce has because you want to assess this is played since May, so why should I even care? Why should I even... Why, why am I doing this? Why am I even looking at for you want to assess this? I can't even find the roster on my stupid phone. <laughs> I really can't. This is, this is just sad. I'm trying to find... Yoana Cespedes and click on him, but I can't. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Jay Bruce is probably going to be done for the season. And Yoana Cespedes is probably going to play like in August or something. And uh, I'll stand by this. I don't want to see him play. If I had a choice, you know, who would I rather see back in a Met uniform? I would rather say David Wright. Get him in there. 
I don't want to see no Yoenda Cespedes no more. La Palencia not caring about anything and being an overall cancer to the team and not being committed to playing. I mean, come on. What type of example are you to Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto, all these young guys that are coming up? Hmm? Or what about Peter Alfonso? You just jerk their chain, man. You can hold out their franchise like nothing. Just because you have a long-term deal. The city will eat you alive, brother. And I hope, because you know what? The Mets are going nowhere. I hope the next time he steps in the batter's box, everybody boos him out the building. Because there's one thing about New York. We recognize effort. We recognize hustle. Is this any type of effort here? I mean, for God's sake, they're dreadful. Just look at this. Look at the last 70 games. They're 22 and 48. 22 and 48. They have 33 wins. They're 33 and 49. I mean, just get out of here. With a crap bullpen, everything like that. The season's over. The season's done. All right? Can we please boo you on a suspect at the building? Please. For turning his back on the Mets. This is almost like John Tavares leaving to, for the Maple Leafs at this point. I want guys that want to be committed to playing for the Mets. I don't want any of these bums coming around like, oh, I can play this game or when we're good, I'll put out a little more effort. No, put effort in all the time. I'm sick of this narrative with the Mets. I'm glad they got rid of Harvey. You know what? Maybe it's time to cut ties with Cespedes too in the offseason. Trade him. I don't know what you get back for him. Get a prospect. I don't care. Done. I don't even know if you can move that contract, but try. So that's my rant on the Mets and Ioannis, particularly Ioannis Cespedes, because he's supposed to be the face of the franchise, and he just chooses not to be. You know? He chooses not to be, and it upsets me. And I'm still holding out hope that David Wright can make it back into the orange and blue and play for the Mets. Even if it's for one more game. Just to see it happen would be great. But we have to move on. We have to move on to the NBA. And boy, here's a second rank coming in. Oh, what a glorious league that they have over there. You know, we have DeMarcus Cousins, a perennial all-star, saying, you know what? I'm going to take a really big pay cut and make a little over $5 million and go to the Golden State Warriors and and just one-up LeBron James in the state of California. So their starting five is going to be Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. Well, flip them because, I mean, KD's going to be small forward, power forward's going to be Draymond. But whatever, it doesn't matter. And then DeMarcus Cousins, when he comes back from his Achilles tear, around, uh, I would say January, he'll come back from that injury. I say around January. He could take his time. Take his time till freaking March. Who cares? Like, make, like, let him play the last ten games. Who cares? How many games will he be losing by then? In March. How many games will they be losing? Five. <laughs> it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. 
what team they got there. I mean, Adam Silver, how do you let this happen? How do you let Kevin Durant go there in free agency? And you let DeMarcus Cousins go there. And I know that they signed. And this old big thing like, oh, well, it's not my fault. I can't do anything about it. Or your league's going to die. Your league is going to die. Because how many more diehard basketball fans could really sit through this? Of the super team getting more and more super. I mean, you have... Two teams that basically have a shot. I hate the fact that this league can just sit here and I can predict the finals and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Book it. Book it in June of next year, 11 months from now. Celtics, Warriors. Book it. Book it. Why play the season? Let's just have a full off season. We skip the stupid Knicks. We skip the stupid Nets. And you know what? Let's just play the finals. Let's just play the finals, man. Because you know what? These teams, 95% of the league doesn't have a shot, right? Why would you pay any money? To anybody. Tank. Everybody's going to be tanking like they did last year. The Knicks were a disaster. And they had to settle for the ninth overall pick. There were eight teams worse than the Knicks. Eight. Eight worse teams than the Knicks. How is that possible? How can a league let this happen? Everybody's going to tank again. The Knicks were 29-53. and The teams worse than them were Brooklyn, Chicago, Orlando, Atlanta, Sacramento, Dallas, Memphis, and Phoenix. And guess what? All those teams I mentioned, they're tanking again, baby. Oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage style. Oh, yeah. We're tanking again, man. Let's tank it up. Let's get tanked. Not copyrighted, not sponsored, but still. Let's tank, man. Let's do it. Let's tank all the way up down tomorrow. You're going to have 20 teams tanking next year. That's great for the game. I can't wait for that to happen. And for who? Who? Do we have LeBron coming back? Who's the number one pick? What is that going to do for you? Really? Like, honestly, what is that going to do for you? Who cares if we get the number one pick? I don't. It takes him a couple of years. Gray. 
The NCAA is going to make them play a year or two. Or they're going to get rid of the one and dones. Fantastic. Great. Thanks to the NCAA so they can make more money off of basically slaves. Basically free labor people so they can make millions of dollars on it. Fill out entire arenas and not pay their players anything. Great. Great. Fantastic. I'm so disgusted by basketball. And the pros. And in college. You're working these these athletes to absolute pain and misery for a lot of these guys. You work out, you wake up at 4 o'clock, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, get to the weight room by 5.30. You go to class, you go to practice, and then hopefully you're done. And you make the school millions. And that's just during the season, during school hours. I'm sorry to go off on another tangent, but... You know, it's just ridiculous. Both the NCAA, basketball and football and everything like that, but I'm I'm sending them more towards the ruling that they're trying to go and get rid of the one and done, which is stupid. Let the kids go out of high school, to be honest. Honestly, that's what I would think is the best option for you. And the NBA basically becoming the tank league for players that are still underdeveloped because they're 18 and 19 years old. It's almost like becoming the NHL draft where only the best of the best will sniff the playing, you know, playing. So I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated because there's no clear answer. Like, of course, I'd rather somebody with more experience so they can play right away, but then you have the raw, talented guys that are going to be the greatest thing ever coming out as a freshman. I mean, it's a lose-lose situation. There's no real way to fix that. But you know there is a way to fix? Stop making these big super teams or make the league more competitive. I'm sitting here today, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm the biggest NBA guy. I'm not. I moved on to hockey a long long time ago. I'm more of an Islanders fan than I am a Knicks fan. I don't live and die by the Knicks because if you did, (laughs) really, you're going to live and die by the Knicks? I mean, come on. And I even compare, you know, I can really compare hockey to basketball in this sense. What are the odds for the Knicks to win the title? They better be worse than 500 to 1. Because you know what? The Vegas Golden Knights had those odds, and they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Do you imagine in a crazy world that the Knicks this season can make the NBA finals? It's impossible because the league is so top-heavy, and there's just no shot for any sort of competitiveness at least in the Western Conference. Now, there is a a little bit of a silver lining with LeBron going to L.A. in the West. The East becomes more competitive. 
just so they can become a victim to the gold, you know, the Golden State Warriors machine and get destroyed in the finals. I mean, what? Well, <laughs> yet again, why play the season? To anybody out there, I converted a long time ago. Come to the wonderful sport of hockey. We have three teams that you can root for. Technically four if you live upstate. We have the Buffalo Sabres. They had the first overall pick. You have my New York Islanders. We lost our captain, but at least we got Robin Leonard, right? The New York Rangers. We're rebuilding. And then the New Jersey Devils. We have the MVP. And still trying to put the right weapons around him so we can move further. Oh, and on another point, you can't predict the NHL. Like I said before, there was a 501 odds with the Knights. You had a team in the Washington Capitals seemingly get worse in an offseason and then win the Cup anyway. It's amazing. Can't write stories like that in the NBA, though. Just going to get the same old, same old. And it's a disgrace. It honestly is. I'll say it one more time. Why play the season? Why play the season? Why do that? I honestly don't know what that was, but I ranted about the NCAA, the NBA, in a pretty, um, <laughs> I guess, convoluted way. Like, I'll get into a point and I expanded too much on that point or something like that, but I'm just going to roll with it, man. I'm rolling with the rants today. Roll with the rants. That's my advice to you. Roll with it. Because you know what? You have to get all your thoughts out somehow. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, the Seattle Seahawks have officially, officially just basically disbanded the Legion of Boom this offseason. In one offseason, done. You've had Richard Sherman defect to the San Francisco 49ers. And then you have... Um, unfortunately, Cam Chancellor retire due to neck injuries, which I totally get. No, I played football for years, and I tore out my shoulder, herniated disc on my neck, and you know I still feel it. I'm a pretty banged up guy today, and um, I'm happy I got out of the sport when I did. And you know what? I Cam had a great career, Super Bowl champion. Right off in the sunset, brother. It's going to be all okay. And the last remaining guy is Earl Thomas, who really wants to play for the Dallas Cowboys. So, Seahawks, get it done. Get my boy Earl Thomas to Dallas, please. He talked to Jason Garrett in the tunnel and ran over to him. Talked to him. Wants to be, you know, shaking his hand and stuff. So, ooh, just trade him to Dallas. Make him happy. (laughs) That's me as a selfish fan. Just 
get him to Dallas. Who cares? Make make this man happy. He's he's lonely out there, and that's in that secondary. As I nearly dropped my coffee. He's lonely out in that secondary, man. So get him there. And plus, I do want to get on another point here, in particular with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson is honestly a top ten quarterback in this league, and nobody gives him credit for it. I mean, how isn't he elite? He plays with a bunch of nobody wide receivers. Ricardo Lockett. He plays with that guy. The only good receiver that they have is Doug Baldwin. And don't give me that crap that, oh, well, Jimmy Graham only played bad because he was in such a bad system. Maybe so, but try to get them. He tried to get him the, the rock as much as he could. And, you know, when you play with such a bad offensive line, you don't block. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> You're only going to be down on certain downs. Limited playing time, limited, you know, targets. Sort of handcuffed Jimmy Graham. But he's off to Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure that Aaron's going to treat him just fine. Russell Wilson's a different type of quarterback. I mean, he's a really good quarterback. Five feet. 11 inches tall, around my height. This man threw for almost 4,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. He's elite. He's an elite quarterback with now legitimately, legitimately just an awful team. He has to be so perfect now. Do you understand that? He has to be so unbelievably, unbelievably perfect to even give his team a shot. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He's not healthy. Sorry, Green Bay Packer fans. You're going home unhappy. It's going to pertain to the Seahawks as well. If Russell Wilson, if Dange... If Dange Wilson doesn't have a good game, well, guess what? You're going home unhappy. And you're not going to get any other result any other way. If Russell Wilson has a bad game, they, they're not going to win. Period. I mean, you even saw it in the Week 17 game against the Arizona Cardinals last year. The Cardinals weren't playing for anything. And they lost him because Russell Wilson didn't have a good game. That's just a fact. Just a fact, man. Just a fact. All right. Moving on to the next thing. We're going to check in on both the New York hockey teams. By the way, if you if you want me to talk devils, uh, please tweet at me, KMAC72 on Twitter. Same way it's spelled, and I bet you follow me already. But if you want me to start talking Devils or Sabres or stuff like that, or Buffalo sports in general, please come at me. Because I'm, I'm a Long Island guy. You know, I go for the main New York teams. But if there's a certain type of person or a certain type of persons that want to hear the Devils or the Buffalo teams, please message me or 
tweet at me, hey, what gives? Why are you talking about my devils? And shoot, I'll talk about them. If there's an audience for it, please, I don't mind. Come at me. Where's my devils? Where's my sabers? Where's my bills? I don't mind talking about them. I'm just a dude that loves sports. I love to talk about them. But they're not a part of the big, you know, New York teams. You know, not big New York area teams. So I normally uh, sort of go past that. But please, come at me. Come at me if you want to hear. Alrighty. So let's go into the New York Islanders first before we go into the Rangers because there's a lot going on with the Islanders. <laughs> there's a lot going on with my hockey team. John Tavares obviously leaves, and that's going to leave a big void um, at center. And I'm just it's just so scared. <laughs> we need another center really badly. And it could change in the next couple of days or maybe tomorrow. But, you know, for right now, I'm just... I'm just still in shock. John Tavares isn't here anymore. And that leaves so much more responsibility on a 21-year-old kid named Matt Barzell who scored 85 points last year. I mean, he was insanely good, but we're going to see how really good he is against the first D pair. But also, in turn, he's going to get more ice time, so... Maybe it bones well in his favor. Maybe it doesn't. But more Barsi's on the way. And what Lou did was basically make sure nobody really screws around with Barzi because he got the big boys. He got all the fourth liners, baby. <laughs> he got so many just fighters on the, on the team now. Komarov who we got from Toronto and free agency. Then we traded uh, McAdam, a goalie, a prospect, uh, to the Maple Leafs and got Matt Martin back. He can fight. He can enforce. And, of course, you have Zeker, Casey Zekas, and Cal Clutterbuck. All these guys can legitimately hit people. And even Johnny Boychuk. Throw Boychuk in there. He can throw his body around, too. They have just a bunch of guys who can fight and beat people up. I mean, shoot. You got three guys that are in the top five in hits every year. Of course, Matt Martin was a little bit crippled last year because he didn't really play. Out of the last 33 games, I think he only played three games in Toronto. So he was in part of it there. But when he gets time, he hits people. Oh, and not to mention uh, Ross Johnston, who is now a fan favorite. And, you know... Uh, maybe maybe you got all these enforcers to really um, beef up the penalty kill to play a lot of defense which makes sense um, you know oh and Kunakle as well beef up that penalty kill which was so awful last year I'm still looking for a defense we lost Calvin DeHaan today um, there's nobody really that great and he's still got to lock up Hulak on an RFA, so we'll see. I'm hoping that this team just continues to get better. And and I see where they're going with it. They want to really 
clamp down on that pa- uh, penalty kill and everything like that. But also when he's another guy to put the puck in the net, I'm hearing Matt Duchesne's name being put around. But you have to take on Bobby Ryan's awful contract with, with the Senators, so I don't, I, I don't know. Eric Carlson we're out on because Eric Carlson doesn't want to come to Long Island, which he can, obviously, he has the, the keys to the Porsche right now. So, you know, he can go wherever he really pleases. So, and I'm hearing Dallas is probably the front runner for him. Good for them, I guess. <laughs> have to go up a lot to get him, but he's a really special talent. And uh, he has a right to, you know, ask where he wants to play, so interesting stuff but if there's any way we can get Matt Duchesne that fixes a problem for a couple of years man I mean you got yourself a legit second line center behind Matt Barzell or maybe you put Barzell on the second line but you know I think Barzell's better than Duchesne but you know you mix and match a little bit mix up the line sometimes which I get and you know see where we're at and plus we have the uh Energy equals MC squared line again with Sezikis, Clutterbuck, Martin. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I'm still excited. Oh, and we got a goalie in Robin Leonard. One year, $1.5 million. That's pretty great. I mean, Robin Leonard, to me, is very underrated. Didn't have the greatest year last year, 908 save percentage. But um, two out of the three years in Buffalo, and trust me, Buffalo has been hell for three years. I mean, ugh, why even watch him? I mean, I guess just for Jack Eichel. And I watch it for Oposo or Martin. I'm sorry, Oposo or uh, Molson or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. And two out of the three years, he had over a 920 save percentage. So, it's very uh, interesting. Very interesting. All right, now we're going to go to the New York Rangers. And, I mean, guys, just have fun with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you um, that I know everything there is to know about the Rangers. I have been all in on the Islanders lately. Only because, I mean, shoot, I'm an Islanders fan, and plus our captain leaves, so it's almost like, oh, what are they going to do to replace Tavares or, or something like that? Oh, we got a goalie. And, and, and there's been a lot more activity with the Islanders, maybe opposed to the Rangers, but um, but let's see. Um, the New York Rangers, free agency trades. Oh, boy. Well, they got rid of Pavlik. We already know that that was going to happen. You know, so yeah. Cloud McDaniels, Klemberg, Nemestikov resigned for a two year contract, so yeah. <laughs> They're linked um, to Eric Carlson the same way the Islanders were. Um, I don't know if he's going to go because, I mean,. I mean, it looks like Carlson wants to win now, and the Rangers are still in a bit of a rebuild. Um, and I just feel like um, D 
David Quinn and the boys will really get it together maybe a couple of years from now. You know, um, and we'll just see. We'll see what happens. The Mestikov is I'm hearing it's pretty good. So, who knows? Just keep, keep building towards the future. You know, you had three picks in the first round. Got a couple of very interesting pieces there. They're Russian kid, high upside. Um, but, you know, I would have thought that they would have gotten Wallstrom. But they chose to pass on him and Dobson, you know, who fell to the Islanders, to take that Russian kid. A couple teams, from, you know, a couple players from Team USA. You know, I'm trying to claw at something here. I'm going to be honest. Not a big Ranger guy. I hate the Rangers, but I try to be as even as I possibly can. And even though right now it doesn't seem like I know much what's going on, it's because the Rangers haven't really done anything of note. You know, I text a lot of my friends what's going on with them. They're saying, well, we're just going for the rebuild. So, I mean, I think Zuccarello is going to be the captain, and he's the big main guy that's still there. Of course, VC, and there's a couple other pieces. I mean, I want to see more out of Brady Shea. I mean, watching him play against the Islanders last year was, I mean, he was awful. I want to see a little more out of him. And I want to see the Rangers really come together and um, sort of try to get, you know, something in front of Lundqvist. You know, play, play good fundamental defense and try something. And, hey... I understand a lot of Ranger fans think it's going to be rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. I mean, shoot. Who knows what can happen? And go, look at Vegas. <laughs> now, I don't think they have as much talent as they had, but, you know, as Vegas, but a couple of young guys, you never know what could happen. Still got that rocket goalie, almost like quarterback of football. If you have your goalie right, I mean, anything could happen. The defense let him down a lot last year, and I don't see it really improving too much. So you might see those numbers still be not that great, but shoot, who knows. All I know is if the Rangers are going to trade Hendrick Lundqvist, he's going to the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> he's going to go to Tampa Bay. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Because that's all they want to do. Trade everybody to Tampa Bay. <laughs> it must be funny for Ranger fans looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning roster. McDonough, Callahan, JT Miller. I mean, come on. It's basically the Tampa Rangers. And it, all else fails. The Rangers are the worst team in hockey. You can root for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Because it is the, the, you know, Tampa Bay Rangers. With Steven Stamkos and a couple other guys. <laughs> Kucherov, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting hockey season. And there's still going to be a lot more stuff to come for both teams. Um, if I was the Rangers, I'll try to get more picks. Um, don't trade your prospects. So maybe Matt Zuccarello isn't a Ranger by the you know, start of the season. He might be... But if he is, he's going to probably be the captain and try to lead these young 
kids into the right direction. And you want a guy who's committed. You want a guy that exemplifies what it means to be a part of that franchise. And I feel like I look at Matt Zuccarello. He's been there forever. Fans love him. Give him the captaincy. Do that. Do not leave it vacant. Make him your captain. He deserves it. He really does. He deserves it. So that's all I got today. Really is. That's all I got today. Thank you so much for listening and listening to my crazy rants and going off on a tangent on a lot of these things. You know, I started with ranting with the OSS, but as it goes into David Wright and how inspirational and, you know, it turns into Matt Harvey and then you got the NBA and then it turns into the NCAA and it goes all over the place. It was all over the place today. But sometimes when you rant, you just got to roll with it. You got to roll with the rant and, um, I hope everybody's cool with that and everybody enjoyed it. Please like my podcast if you haven't already. And uh, I hope everybody enjoys a wonderful, wonderful Independence Day. And please, please rock out to this next song, Real American Baby. We're going Hulk Hogan, baby. Almost like John Tavares did to the Islanders. But not the NWO Hogan, not Hollywood Hogan. We're talking about the red, white, and blue Hulk Hogan, baby. Enjoy the fourth, everybody. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. And please, please like my podcast you know hit the like button and just enjoy the rest of your day thank you peace out